So last week, uh, we started up a new series called Mission, and we talked about some really uh, important things, some really foundational things for us as the church. And, uh, and, and I meant to say this last week, but I want to make sure I say it today. Our, our tone and our approach with this series um, is, is going to be very practical. It's going to be very straightforward, kind of teachy, so it is a little bit different than normal, but we want to make sure you guys can really understand this information. And so um, really what we're kind of doing is, is having a bit of a strategy session together. Like if you can almost picture us kind of gathering in a circle and kind of laying everything on the table and going, all right, guys, this is who we are. All right, this is, this is what we do, this is why we exist, and this is how we're going to accomplish it. That's really what this series is about. And so um, if you're a note taker, this is going to be your type of series. You can take notes and make sure you're really soaking this in because it is very important information for us to buy into and push forward because this is the mission of Jesus Christ, okay? And so with that being said, let me just really quickly recap uh, some of the things we talked about last week so we can get up to speed for today, okay? So last week we started by just talking about the general concept of a mission. And what we said is that, you know, a lot of times when we think about a mission, we automatically think about some sort of organization, some sort of business that puts forth a mission statement. And what they're saying through this statement is, uh, this is what we do. All right, this is what we're about. This is what our objective is. And so we want to come together to accomplish that. But what we also said is that every mission starts with a problem. Really, every mission out there ultimately is there to address some sort of issue. And so last week, we talked about how within our context as the church, there are two primary issues that we need to be aware of and given to, okay? And so the first one, and frankly, the, the most important one that we see is that far too many people in our world simply don't know God. This is the primary issue. As we look across the landscape, just too many people, they, they don't know who God is. They don't know what he's done for them. They don't have a relationship with him. And this is a serious problem. In fact, I read off some stats last week that showed uh, church membership steadily declining. We talked about how there are billions of people who haven't even heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Like this is a crisis in our world that we need to be serious about addressing. Okay, so that's the first issue. The second issue is a little different, but it's, it's still very important, and that is um, what we have seen over time is that we have created a culture within the church that has actually become a barrier to God rather than a conduit to God. So actually what has happened is many times the way that we approach this and frankly the way that we act many times has actually become a stumbling block for people who would otherwise like to seek God. And that is a very serious issue that we need to be aware of and look at addressing. And so we wanted to implement a mission here that would address these problems, that, that would fix these things in our community and wherever else God sends us. And so that's what we laid out last week. And so let me refresh you guys what that mission is. The mission of this church is that we exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Okay, that, that is our mission. That's what we do. In fact, that's what we want every single person who comes in contact with us to experience. This is what we're about, okay? We want them to come to know Christ, to have a genuine relationship with him. 
We want them to find true freedom in their lives, want them to discover their God-given purpose, and then go out and make a difference in this world. That is our mission, okay? Now, you will see there are clearly four different aspects or components to this mission. And so really what this series is about is breaking down each of these components so that we can truly understand the heart behind these and how we can execute upon them, okay? That's what we're trying to do. And so we started that last week with our first mission component, which is to help people know God, all right? And so what we said is this is our vision. We want to see our community come to know Christ. That's what we want to see. We want to introduce them to Christ so that they can have a lifelong relationship with him. That, that is our heart. So we're going to prioritize this. We're, we're going to put our selfishness aside. We're going to create experiences that those people want to be a part of because we believe this is part of our mission. In fact, we said it's the number one component in our mission for a reason, because this is what's most important, guys. This is the priority that we would help people come to know their savior, okay? And so that's what brings us up to speed today. So now we're ready for what today has to offer. And so we're gonna get into the second component, which is that we want to help people find freedom. We wanna help people find true freedom in their lives because we think that this is truly essential in our spiritual journey. So what I would like to do before we dig into this, is just say a word of prayer uh, that God would speak to us today. Again, this is, this is gonna be very practical, very straightforward, but I think all of us really need to soak this in and believe in this so that we can see true freedom in our lives and in those around us. So if you could just bow your heads and close your eyes with me. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this beautiful day that you've given us. Another amazing opportunity to worship you and lift you up to come together with your people and to draw closer and closer to you. And I pray right now that whether we're in the building or we're watching online, that you would prepare and equip our hearts and minds to receive what you have for us today. I know that this is really straightforward information, but this is something that we really need to buy into and commit to as your people. And I pray that you would just prepare us in that way, that it would land on good soil, that it would grow within us so that we can link arms with those around us and truly be about your mission. I pray this in Jesus' name. I thank you for it ahead of time. Amen. Amen. All right, well, let's go ahead and dig into this, guys. So when we talk about helping people find freedom, um, which is, by the way, kind of been a common theme around here lately. I don't know if you've noticed that. In fact, our entire Easter message was about this theme. So this is clearly something that's kind of swelling up around here. But when we talk about the concept of finding freedom in our lives, I think very often we miss out on one of the key pieces of what this is. Like we're not seeing the full picture of, of what this means and how we can accomplish this because there's one thing that we're overlooking. And truth be told, this one thing I think is leading to many of us not feeling the freedom that God has for us. Like if we're being honest, many of us, we don't feel free. We don't feel victorious. We don't feel like we're walking in the new life that he has for us. And I think what we're talking about today is one of the primary reasons why. So let me show you this. We're gonna start in the book of James chapter five, verse 16. And this is James writing to the people of God. Okay, that's, that's the audience. He makes this very clear at the beginning of his letter. And this is what he instructs them or us really on where we are to look for freedom in our lives. This is, this is really important. He says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray 
for one another so that you may be healed. This, this is what he says. I want you to confess your sins to one another. I want you to pray for one another so that you may be healed. Very interesting direction that he gives. Now, this word healed in the original language in the Greek is a really important word, and it actually means to be spiritually restored. It's this, it's this really big, meaningful word that we see. In fact, another definition says to be freed from your errors and offenses. It's, it's this really important word that talks about true freedom and restoration in our lives. And what James says is, hey, if this is what you want, if this is something you're interested in, here's what I want you to do. Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may receive this. This is the instruction that he gives. Now, again, if I would have asked you 60 seconds ago um, how you receive spiritual freedom in your life, I don't think any of us in the room would have responded with what James just said right? We, we get freedom and restoration through one another. That's not something we talk about or hear about very much. And yet this is what James just laid before us. If you want freedom and healing in your life, this is where you can find it, okay? Now, I want to point out a really, a really important distinction here because there is some nuance at play that we need to be aware of. And that is true spiritual freedom, like true healing and restoration in your life must always start with Christ, okay? In other words, relationships cannot give you true freedom apart from Christ. That's, that's impossible, which is why the first component of our mission is to know God. This is where we have to start. In fact, let me show you this in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Speaking of Christ... It says, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness for by his wounds, you were healed. So, so through the work of Christ, we are restored. We are healed. We are set free. But what we see as we look through scripture and what the rest of our spiritual journey looks like is that the process of sustained freedom or, or the process of what you might call experienced freedom in our lives comes by way of relationships, comes through genuine, real, personal connections with other people. This is how we achieve that. And let me show you the best example of this as we see in Scripture, okay? Um, we're going to go to the book of Acts, chapter 2. We see um, a really interesting, really important scene in scripture here. And so let me set the stage real quick for you. At this point in the context, um, what we see is Jesus has just ascended, leaving the promise of the Holy Spirit to his disciples. And so after Jesus ascends, they're waiting for the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. And sure enough, in Acts chapter two, we see this. The Holy Spirit is poured upon God's people for the very first time. And we read about these amazing things that were happening, these signs and and wonders and, and miracles, this beautiful scene, and thousands of people give their lives to Christ, forming the very first church. This is the origin of the church. Now, as we read further into this chapter, we actually get a picture into how the very first church operated, like how they lived their lives, what they were about. And so I wanna read through this so that you can really see the heart and the theme around the very first church. So let's go to verse 42. This is what we read. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe 
Many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles and all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. Listen to this. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God, and having favor with all the people. And listen, the Lord was adding to their number day by day, those who were being saved. Now it's pretty clear here that there is a heavy theme of community, right? In fact, it's the primary theme. This is what stands out above anything else. This was a true community of people. And did you see the results? Did did you see the benefits that were happening all around them? We read that there was a sense of awe. There were signs and wonders taking place. There were needs being met. There was gladness and favor and growth. I mean, all of these beautiful things happening because of this community of people. And this theme continues beyond that. I mean, we look into Acts 4, Acts 5, Acts 20. I mean, it goes well into Paul's letters to the churches. This is something that you can't overlook as you read through scripture. In fact, we see something really cool as we study scripture, there's something called the 59 one another statements, okay? 59 times in the New Testament where we are told how we are to view and treat one another, okay? 59 times we see this. Now, seven of these were direct commandments from Jesus. The other 52 were direct commandments to the church. Suffice it to say, every single one of these directly applies to us. Our ears should perk up and we should very much be about these things. Now, let me read some of them to you so you can see the heart and the depth around these relationships and this community. Listen, this is what we read. The first one, love one another. Love one another. This is the most popular. We see this over and over again. Be devoted to one another. Live in harmony with one another. Build up one another. Here's an important one. Forgive one another. That's a difficult one, but we need to be serious about it. Be patient with one another. Encourage one, like lift each other up. Let's, let's do that. Bear one another's burdens. Think about that. Like if you're struggling with something, if you're going through something, come on, put it on my shoulders. I'll help carry you through this. See, all of these represent a level of relationship and intimacy that we need to be aware of. Frankly, a level of relationship and intimacy that many of us are missing out on. In fact, honestly, if if you're being truthful about it, how many people in your life truly fill those needs? Think about that. This, This is something that we are missing out on. In fact, do you know that many theologians say that the two primary themes of the New Testament are Christ and the church? In other words, the revelation of Christ and the community of the church. Those are the two primary themes. That's how important this concept is. Now, the problem with that is, as I mentioned last week, when we look at the primary issues in our world today, The culture of community and togetherness in the church is something that is clearly fading away. This is is something that is clearly being missed the mark with how we handle it. And in fact, according to a 2018 poll uh, of people who are active members of the church, by the way, active members of the church, when it comes to community and relationship, it wasn't even in the top five things that they correlate to the church. It wasn't even in the top five. In fact, the idea of community was right alongside things like tradition and appeasing family members. That's how little we think of community in the church. In fact, this is the culture that we have created. 
See, I, I think we've made the church experience so convenient for people that they forget about the day-to-day aspect of it. In fact, in fact, the day-to-day grind of it, can like, we be honest about it? We forget about that because people will willingly come to a service once a week. In fact, they'll generally get the idea of, of using your talents and your abilities. They don't have a problem with that. But when it comes to like building relationships and like dealing with other people's problems, right? Trust and vulnerability, like, no, 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 no. That's, that's too much, right? We don't wanna deal with that. So, so we'll accept the things we like and we'll forget about those things. But here's the problem with that, guys. This is essential for our spiritual journey. Guys, this is essential for us. We need this. In fact, let me take this a little bit deeper so you can see what I'm talking about. From this moment forward, when I say community and relationships, I need you to understand, I'm not talking about this surface level, fluffy acquaintance type of stuff. I'm just telling you, that's not what I'm talking about. When scripture presents this, it's not light and fluffy. It's deep and it's heavy and it's difficult and it's even ugly sometimes, right? I mean, we're talking about confessing sins to one another. My goodness, talking about bearing one another's burdens and correcting one another, like messy, difficult stuff. But here's the truth of the matter. You need this. And and I need this. We need to hold each other accountable. We, We need to build one another up. We need to guard one another. This is what true community looks like. In fact, I've referenced this several times. Confess your sins to one another. You know, I believe that every single one of us has deep rooted sins and wounds that will only be healed as we lean on one another. We're carrying on to things and we can't seem to let it. Why, why do I act like this? Why do I think like this? It's time that you link arms with somebody around you and heal that. So listen, this is what we need to talk about. In our context, how can we accomplish these things? What do we need to do to see these things through? And so as I said last week, what we're gonna do is for each of these components, we're gonna look at four different things, okay? We're gonna look at the vision of each of these we're gonna, we're gonna see what we need to focus on. We're gonna see what our mindset needs to be. And then we're gonna talk through the strategy of how we're gonna accomplish that, okay? And so let's do that. When it comes to helping people find freedom, let's start with the vision. So this is, this is what we wanna see around here, okay? We want to see true life change sustained and supported through life groups. This is what we wanna see, okay? True life change, I mean, true life change that is sustained and supported through life groups. That's what we wanna see. Now, if you're unaware of this, our life groups are our small groups around here. And so this is where we are building and cultivating relationships. So another way of saying this vision is true life change sustained and supported through relationships. That's really what we're saying. We wanna see that accountability. We wanna see that encouragement. We wanna see that devotion so that ultimately we can lead to the sustained freedom that we need in our lives. Okay, now let me be again abundantly clear here. I wanna make sure this is very clear to you. True life change always starts with Christ. Okay, that is non-negotiable. We see in 1 Corinthians 3 that it says, he is the foundation. So he is always where we have to start. But what we see again through the first church and through Paul's letters is that relationship and togetherness is the process that supports and sustains that life change. Okay, it's, it's the process that helps hold these things together. And guys, this is the way God has designed it to be. I mean, this, this is his design. Now, now, here's the thing about that. Um, for some of us, that's not exactly the easiest thing to hear. Like for some of us, that's, that's not the greatest of news because let's be honest about it. I, I think a lot of us like to think of ourselves as really strong and independent, right? I can carry the world on my shoulders. I don't need anybody else, right? 
And then others of us are really shy and introverted. And so to have to rely on somebody else sounds like a nightmare, right? I mean, that's, that's many of our perspectives. But the bottom line here is people are a vital piece to your story. Other people, relationships, they are a vital piece to your journey. In fact, let me prove it to you this way. If I were to ask you to name the last 10 sermons you've heard, let's be honest, you couldn't do that. That hurts my feelings a little bit, but you couldn't do that. In fact, even if I said, hey, name me the top five sermons you've ever heard in your life, you probably couldn't do that. In fact, it would, it would take some time at the very least to figure that out, right? However, if I said, name me the top five people that have impacted your life, man, you could rip that off in the snap of a finger. I mean, with details and stories and emotions to follow, right? See, there's a process here that is shaped by relationships, not content. And we've been trying to rely on the one without the other. And let's be honest, we're struggling. We feel alone in this thing. We're missing out on something. We feel isolated. And listen, our vision is to see that change. We wanna see these relationships cultivated in your life so that you can find true freedom. That's what we wanna see, okay? Now, now if that's our vision, if this is what we wanna see, if this is what we want to experience, then this is what we're gonna focus on. And let me just say this, initially, this might hit you a little awkwardly, but, but let's work through this and see how we can make sense of it, okay? So what we're gonna focus on when it comes to relationships, when it comes to groups around here, we're gonna focus less on learning together and more on living together. That's gonna be our focus. Now, again, initially, that's gonna hit you a little awkwardly because you're gonna think, wait, we don't wanna grow together? We don't wanna, right? We don't wanna develop together? No, that's not what it says. We're gonna focus less on that and more on just living life together. Because the thing is, is we truly want it to be about building relationships with each other. That's, that's where our focus needs to be because here's, here's our hope, all right? We wanna give you guys every opportunity to find sincere, lifelong relationships with one another. Yeah. Let me say that again. Sincere, lifelong relationships with one another so that down the road, you can grow and develop together so that that actually can become possible because see, small groups within the church are formed on the basis of learning together, but they never actually give you the opportunity to just live life together. And so many times what happens is you get with a group of people that you're not all that comfortable with and you're asked to talk about these really personal, intimate things in your life and it gets really awkward and super uncomfortable and then you don't wanna go back, right? Because it's cringy and anxiety inducing, right? That's, that's how it feels sometimes because we've overemphasized curriculum, we've underemphasized relationship. So it's no longer about like authentic connections and relationship building. And we want to change that around here. In fact, um, maybe you can liken it to kind of um, the dating process. Like maybe the, the biggest relationship building exercise ever, right? And I would venture to say that with your spouse or with your partner, your first date probably wasn't going to a counselor's office to talk about deep personal issues, right? I mean, it probably wasn't talking about how you can be a better person. You probably weren't digging into that, right? The first step was you went out to eat and you went to the movies and you talked and you had some fun together. Then guess what? After weeks and months of that, after there was some familiarity and some trust, well, then growth became possible, right? There's a process here that leads to flourishing relationships. This is what we wanna focus on. Okay. Now, one of the ways that we're going to do this, um, let's, let's talk details for a second. Again, strategy session, right? Let's, let's talk about this. One of the ways that we're going to do this is by forming groups organically based off of your interests. All right. So another way of saying this is we want you to take what you guys love doing and turn that into ministry. We want, we want you to take what you already love and enjoy and turn that into ministry. That's what we want 
to do. Now, let me contextualize this for a second. If what you love doing is, is dark and sinful and hateful, then that's a different discussion, right? Let's go back to knowing God on this one. But, but here's the thing. If you love playing softball every Friday night with the guys, man, turn that into ministry. If you love going to coffee every Saturday morning with the girls, turn that into ministry. This is the culture we want to promote around our life groups. Because here's the thing, and I want you to hear this. Um, listen, our goal here when it comes to life groups is not to fill a quota. Like our goal is, is not to jam you into some groups within the church. That's not what we want. That's not our heart. Our heart is that you would truly live life with one another. Yes. You would truly be in the fight together. You know what I mean? In fact, I was talking to our life group leaders, the ones that head up this entire thing. And the one thing that they told me is, this is what we want you to say. Over the course of time, our heart is that your life group will become your family. Like they are your closest friends. I mean, if somebody's in trouble, you're the first to step in. If somebody needs something, we're there to help you out, right? We hang out together. We vacation together. We go to kids' ball games together. Like we truly live life together. This is what we wanna see. This is community. This is the relationships that we need to sustain and support our freedom, okay? So we wanna focus on this. Now, if we need to focus on this, then let's talk about our mindset a little bit. And I wanna talk about our collective mindset, like the way that we need to view this and the way that we need to approach this. And so this needs to be our mindset that we are a church of groups, not simply a church with groups. And initially that may not hit home to you, but this is a really important distinction that we want to make. We wanna be just a natural church of groups. That's, that's what we want it to be. We've tried to communicate this before, but life groups are not something that we offer up. Life, life, life groups are not something that we throw on the table for another thing to you, you get involved with, right? That's not what this is. Life groups are the church. Life groups are the church. Bridge church and life groups are, are synonymous. In fact, let me say it this way. Life groups are not another ministry within the church. They are the ministry of the church. Yes. Like this is where we live together. This is where we serve together. This is part of our identity. This is who we are. And so our mindset is gonna be to cultivate relationships naturally rather than just having a ministry with groups. That, that needs to be our mindset, okay? And so um, if that's the vision, if that's the focus, if this is our mindset, then let's finish up today by talking about our strategy. Let's get into some of the details and figure out how we can accomplish these things. And so our strategy is very simple, but very intentional. Okay, so this is how we're gonna do this. We're gonna have life groups where people can experience true community, find freedom and grow together. This is gonna be our strategy. And again, this is very intentional. We wanna be serious about this. So the way we're gonna build up life groups is so that we can find true community, find freedom and grow together. Now, the order is important. Again, going back to what we talked about a few minutes ago, we want you to grow together. I mean, we want you to develop and grow with one another, but there has to be some things that happen first. So we're gonna start by building community, by building the relationships in our life. We're gonna find freedom together. Then we can grow and sharpen one another along the way, okay? And so um, let's, let's talk method for a second, like some of the ways that we're gonna approach this. And so the first thing is um, our life groups are gonna be broken up into two different categories, okay? So we're gonna have what we call core groups and then we're gonna have what we call interest groups, okay? Those are the two different categories. Now our interest groups are what we just talked about a minute ago. That is you guys taking what you love doing and turning that into ministry, that's what our interest groups, and we are serious about this. So whether that's golf 
or basketball or parenting or shopping or video games, on and on we could go, right? You take what you love doing and let's form a group around that and have some ministry, okay? We're, we're serious about this, we, we are. But then we have our core groups and these are the groups that are always going to exist and they're kind of, kind of gonna be the root of what we do here. So maybe the best analogy I can give you is um, uh, when, whenever you walk into a mall, you can find a store that fits your specific interest, right? Whether that's a sporting goods store or whether that's candles or shoes, whatever. You can find whatever fits your interest, but then they have what are called anchor stores, right? Your Macy's, your Sears, they have everything available to you. You can go there, find whatever you need. And they say that no mall can succeed without effective anchor stores. Everything else kind of feeds off of that. And so in the same way, in order to truly be anchored into the church, we believe that that's happening in our core groups, okay? So we try to hit these as much as we can, but our core groups are our men's group, our seek women's group, our youth group, and our connect groups. Okay, now a lot of people ask, what is a, a connect group? Well, it's an adult group. Doesn't matter whether you're single, married, doesn't matter where we connect. I mean, the, the name honestly says it all. So that's gonna be uh, eating some food together and having some discussion. It's gonna be playing games. I mean, we'll live life together. It really is that simple. And so our hope would be is that you are plugged into one of these, these core groups, that you're anchored into the heart of the church while also being involved in interest groups that might fit your life a little more organically, okay? Now, here's the thing, guys. When it comes to all of these groups, and we want, I'm telling you, we want this thing to explode. Like we wanna have a ton of things available to you guys. We want you to be completely involved in this. But the thing is, in order to have groups, we have to have leaders. We have to have leaders who, who are actually leading the charge here. And so let me say this very directly to you guys. I want you to consider leading one of these groups. I'm serious. Whether you need to pray about that, whether you need to talk to your spouse or somebody else about that, I want you to seriously consider this, okay? And so you can go onto our app, you can go onto our website. All week, we're gonna be sending out communication so you guys will have the opportunity to plug into this. But I want you to consider leading one of these groups. And let me just say this, all morning, I've been talking about how life groups are just living life together. So when I say that I want you to lead a group, I'm not saying you need to be seminary trained. What I'm saying is I want you to help lead a group into living life together. Like it's that simple. If one of your strengths is hospitality, you should be leading a group. If one of your strengths is communication, you should be leading a group. This is for a lot of you out there and I want you to step into it, okay? Now that includes both core groups and interest groups. So if you wanna help lead one of our core groups, awesome, let's go. But if you just wanna start a golf league, fill out that form. If, if you wanna start a fishing league or, or shopping or a book study, whatever it is, we want you to let us know so that we can help form a group around that interest, okay? We, we're serious about this. We really believe in this and we want you to be a part of it, okay? Now, if you don't want to lead a group, that's fine. No problem at all, but we still want you to plug into this, okay? Let me just continue to reiterate this. We believe this is essential for your spiritual journey. We're, try we're trying to give you every opportunity to plug into this because we think it's vital for you. And so please make sure, whether it's the app or the website, you can go to that link, or again, we'll send out communication. We want you to plug into this. You can, by the way, you can sign up for a core group today. Right now, you can sign up for a core group. And then we're hoping by about mid-May, we can open up the interest groups to everybody and dive into those as well, okay? Hopefully by early June, we're ready to go and, and those groups are off and running, okay? Listen, um, this is a huge part of our mission. This is a huge part of our mission. 
I know that it may not seem like that because we're just talking about building relationships and getting to know one another. I'm telling you, this is essential for us. And we better be serious about cultivating this within the church. Otherwise, I promise you, you will not find sustained freedom in your life. I'm telling you, far too many of us, we're not, we don't have the community and the relationships around us that we need. We don't have it. And then we wonder why we feel weak and, and we're not experiencing the freedom that we read in scripture. It's because you don't have the right people around you to support you and lift you up. You need this. This is so important for you. And so I'm asking you to seriously consider this and dive into this, okay? So how I want to end today is simply by praying over you guys, because truth of the matter is, we're gonna need God every step of the way here. Can we just be honest? Building relationships is not the easiest thing to do. Whether we're introverted or extroverted, it really doesn't matter. It's, it's difficult to deal with people sometimes. We're gonna need God. We're gonna need him to strengthen us, need him to carry us, need him to support us. And so before we even dive into this, let's just pray that God would do that around here that he would carry us through this journey, that he would help us to link arms with one another, to lift one another up and support one another because we need it. Why don't you stand with me? If you could just close your eyes and please join with me. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful, so grateful for the mission that you've laid before us. We're so excited to jump into this and to be about this as a church. But I pray that as we take these steps, that you would lead and guide us every step of the way. Lord, that you would carry us, that you would protect us, that you would truly help us to cultivate the community that you've called us to be around here. We need you every step of the way. And so right now we place ourselves in your hand. We ask that you would bring us together Make us one mind, one community together who is ready to accomplish the mission that you called us for. And I thank you ahead of time for what you're gonna do. I thank you ahead of time for the beautiful relationships